2: We live in a time where many want to avoid theology, thinking it's not necessary for Christian life. This can't be further from the truth. The book, What Do We Believe?, is a great systematic theology starter for new believers, yet it's still full of so much theology it will quickly become a reference or source for a mature Christian. You can find this book at strivingforeternity.org. Use the code BAR to get $5 off. Go now.
1: of Reformation,
2: yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed.
1: Grace and peace, everyone. You're here for a very exciting episode of Bars, Biblical and Reform Spitters. And on the line, and I have, you know, as somebody well as I can put it, a legend in the game. From uh, I, I don't even know what else to say. I just thank God for this, brother. And his name is none other than The Timothy Brendel Can you say what's up to the folks for us sir?
0: Brother T Barlow It's a blessing to be here Um, Coming from Philadelphia uh, Calling in and excited to be A part of the Bars Podcast so thanks so much for having me
1: Yeah no problem and thanks for Coming on man like um, Very exciting time for you man You just just got done dropping The unfolding which i have no doubt it's going to go down as one of the historical masterpieces of uh, of music uh, man like like dude tell us about this project man this is this is something i which i gotta say real quick just from what i know of this project from what i've been hearing from what i've been from what i've listened to uh very theological and weighty and it comes with a book i mean like like can you tell us about how all of this came together
0: sure brother and um You are speaking perhaps more highly about me and and the project than is uh, worthy, but uh, I appreciate it. So basically the unfolding album uh, is an attempt to help God's people uh, to understand the storyline of Scripture uh, as the Bible comes to us as a story uh, from Genesis to Revelation. And it's one story uh, and it has one Primary focus. It's the person and work of Jesus Christ. And that might be a no brainer to many of the listeners out there. But would you really say that the death and resurrection of Christ is the central focus of the book of Leviticus? That it's the central focus of the book of Genesis or the Psalms or the prophets? My passion is to help God's people to understand how that's the case. And it's not just a few prophecies here and there, a few predictions. It's the entire structure of redemptive history as it's recorded in God's Word has a movement of leading us to Christ. It's filled with various themes which are like strands on a rope and when you tie up those themes together the rope is Christ. Uh, And so wanting God's people to be more sensitive to and aware of the way that uh, every chapter of the Old Testament, uh, every theme uh, of the Old Testament is kind of like a tributary, kind of like a stream that leads into the, the one river, the life-giving river, Christ himself. Uh, and so the unfolding is really a desire, uh, it really comes from a desire to, to have God's people read the Bible uh, the way that our Lord Jesus Christ clearly reads the scriptures as he makes clear in Luke 24, that the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms, those are the three main sections of the Old Testament, are all about him and his death and resurrection. So that in our preaching, and our teaching, and our devotions, in our uh, family worship time, um, you know, in our counseling, in our discipling, in our personal Bible reading, if we are just reading the Old Testament to take a scripture reference, you know, out of context to fit our our self-centered world, or if we're just reading the Old Testament for a moral example, we're really missing the point, although there are moral implications on how we should live. But if we're just reading David and Goliath to uh, see, how can I be more like David? Well, you're missing the point. Rather, David is like uh, David is pointing forward to the son of David, Jesus Christ, who crushes the head of the the serpent figure. So uh, that's uh, probably more than you asked for, brother. But that's a little bit of the uh, the motive and the the the, uh, the desire behind uh, the album and book.
1: No, nah, that actually that, yeah, that's perfect, man. Like, I hate to say, like, uh, I do a, a local uh, Christian hip hop radio show here. I mean, like, in, in Omaha and. Um, and, and like we actually reviewed your album uh, last week, and Uh-oh. you know, and and, and you and you, said, no, and you said the exact same thing that I said, and, you know, it's because it's I mean, like when you look at the scriptures, you got to look for Christ and all that. And I was going to ask you while you were talking; I was thinking about this. Who said this line first? You, were shy? Uh, y'all should be mindful of this about thesis. All of the Bible is about Jesus.
0: Well, uh, Shylin did quote me saying that
1: let's just say
0: when he said it when he quoted me I think that song was heard a lot more than the song that I first said it on uh which was on an album called The Reformation by a crew called Christ Centric out of Maryland Mm -hmm. um Christ-centric has Evangel, one of my favorite all-time MCs, um, and there was a a song on that album. I think that album came out in 2003, 2004. The album, uh, the song was called "The God of the Scriptures," and so uh-huh. on my verse, uh, I, I preface the ver- I preface that verse uh, by by uh, that that old school line: "Y'all should be mindful of this devout thesis." all of the bible is about jesus and um and i'm honored that shy would quote it so uh yeah but uh that's a true statement and i knew that then partially but by the lord's grace i've come to to see how that's the case in more glorious ways than i knew in 2003 when i first wrote that joint
1: yeah you know i gotta say like the head crusher man like 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 hearing that joint like it's always refreshing hear somebody get david and goliath right um you know i i for me i think one of the most uh, annoying things that i can ever hear a preacher preach is preach david and goliath as if we're the hero of that story uh you know and you know and and i and i tell a lot of my friends this you know i mean that's why like i was talking with a friend uh the other week and this is right before we were matter of fact as we were kind of listening to your album and get into it and we were talking about christian movies and stuff and he mentioned facing the giants i was like, man i hate that movie <laughs> he was like why i said because of this whole idea that we're david and our, our giants are our problems and so forth and i feel like it, it, it like it takes away from it, it just it just it robs christ uh, uh of the glory that he deserves for being the hero of our salvation. True, true. And we have to, you're you're totally right, bro. I think that
0: we we can, we should understand and be sympathetic with Christians who do want to put ourselves in the story and apply David and Goliath um, as we do face, you know, the giants of sin, the giant of Satan and, and death. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christians are called to battle. And so it's understandable that that application is made, applying it that way. I just think they're putting the cart before the horse. Uh, if you're going to, you know, we also are called to face uh, the giant of our sin in battle. But we shouldn't start there. We have to start with the fact that look at how we have failed when, you know, we're, we're more like Saul or the trembling Israelites on the sidelines. As the song right, says. right. Yeah. Yep. And we are in desperate need of an anointed one. Uh, a, Mashiach, uh, a messiah a messiah uh, which is what David is in 1 Samuel 16 to go out on our behalf and conquer the enemies we cannot defeat on our behalf then he and, and that's exactly what Christ did both in taking the guilt and penalty of our sin but also in in destroying the power of sin as Paul puts it in Romans 6 uh, so that now when we do go fight sin we we go out into the battle as victors, as those who don't have sin reigning over us anymore, and that's why I think we can be likened to the army of Israel who followed David after David slaughtered Goliath, after he he crushed the head of this serpent figure and decapitated him. Then the army of Israel uh, followed David into battle, and what a beautiful picture of missions, you know. And right. I think Jesus is clearly alluding. To David and Goliath story when uh, in the book of Matthew chapter 12 and I think this is also in the gospel of Luke and 10 or 11 uh, when Jesus mentions to the Pharisees hey don't think I'm casting out demons by demons by Beelzebub rather uh, I you must first bind the strong man and then you can go into his house and take his goods take Mm. his spoil and that word used for spoil uh in the gospels is also found in the greek old testament for the spoil that david and the israelites are uh are able uh to gather after david kills goliath uh and 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 begins routing the philistines in in partaking of, of of the spoil of battle so it's likely that jesus himself the author of 1st Samuel 16 and 17 right the son of God is the author of the Old Testament as well he is likening David's conquering of Satan uh, David's conquering of of Goliath and the Philistines as a beautiful picture of Christ's own uh, overthrow of of the serpent Satan which he begins doing in the wilderness temptation um, in which he continues to do as he casts out demons Jesus grounds the fact he's casting out demons in Matthew 12 and the fact that he's already bound the strong man uh, and ultimately in the death of Christ on the cross Jesus says in John 12 if I be lifted up on earth I will draw all men but in that same context he says now the, 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 the ruler of this world will be cast out will be ekbalo and he's talking about the serpent Satan and so in the death of Christ Satan is cast out Uh, The book of Revelation draws on that by talking about the binding of the serpent, the binding of Satan. He can no longer accuse the brothers because Christ has taken that accusation on himself. Uh, But Revelation goes on in drawing on that language of binding Satan by saying now he can no longer deceive the nations, you know, the Gentiles. And what that means is that the mission of God to bring the gospel through Israel to the Gentiles is broken wide open uh, so that now the gospel can come to the nations, the non-Israelite nations, through the true obedient Israelite Christ. And so it's an implication for missions, uh, because now the the ruler of this world can no longer deceive the nations in the same way that he did before the cross. If you think about it, Gentile salvation did occur in the Old Testament. Gentiles were coming to the Lord, but it was in a a much smaller number than uh, post-Pentecost, where in the book of Acts, you see the gospel just breaking out to the nations. Uh, so good right. point, bro. It, it's it's yeah. it's it's trying to make the application before. It's trying to give the imperative before before uh, hammering down the indicative. What Christ has done. It's trying to make. It's trying to tell you what to do before talking about what Christ has done. Uh, it's it's trying to put on the uh, what would Jesus do bracelet before putting on the what did Jesus
1: do bracelet. <laughs> right. So. Right. Yeah. No, nah, man. Again very fantastic and and this, is, this is some of the stuff that I'm talking about man like, like what you bring forth in this album by the grace of God is is, is something that you know the Christian hip hop industry has been missing you know like a lot of people are kind of straying away from that lyrical theology and from from heavy biblical truths man you know can I be honest man like a lot of what I've learned theologically was more so like inspired from listening to artists like you and, and, the, and the other guys from Lamp Mode and Christ Centric and so forth, because it's, like, it really wasn't, it's, it, you know, like in the churches that I was attending, it really wasn't getting preached. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that no churches were preaching it, but like in the churches that I was attending, it really wasn't getting preached. And then it's like to come on and and hear you guys uh, uh, just teach the gospel through like, just heavy theological truths through your music. Like do like 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 a lot of that is missing now. It's almost like people don't want it, but like it's so needed. Amen, brother.
0: Amen. And it's been encouraging the, that, and even though T Barlow, even though uh, the trend in Christian, quote unquote, Christian hip hop is to move away from theological content, to move away from um, gospel centric. <clears throat> To move away from highlighting the person and work of Christ, uh, as Shylin says, that there are a good 7,000 out there who have not yet bowed the knee, who long for and hunger for, and it's been encouraging to get very wonderful feedback uh, for hungry listeners um, uh, in 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 who who are enjoying the unfolding album and the other lamp mode projects as of late um, because of that hunger and that desire and so you know regardless of what the trends are we will continue to as long as we hold the mic device uh, we will continue to proclaim uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and make him known um, and once we stop, and when we stop we'll continue to do the same in the pulpit uh, as the Lord is calling many of the Christian Hip hop artists to pastoral ministry and to teaching and discipling and counseling and missions ministry um, in this era and stage of our lives. As many of us are in our 30s, some are in our 40s. I won't mention any names. Um, they know who they are. Praise God for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're in their they're in their prime. Um, right. True, see, see, uh, so thanks for the encouragement.
1: Yeah, no. And I got to tell you, man, like, that that's another beautiful thing to me about, like, a lot of y'all, man, who, who have been in the game for a while, it's like, it's like you're not out here just trying to live lives like rock stars, um, you're actually, like, living lives of, of biblical ministry, um, and I think it, like, it's, I think it's reflected, more like even like, like in your families as well as uh, you know then then like you see like you guys settling down it's like man, listen we're gonna focus on building and discipling the people in our immediate area by passing the church like those types of things to me man like like that's what stands out uh, and it just goes to show it's like yeah as much as you may love the art of hip hop it's like you love God's people more and and, and I think that I think that reflects. Like again, like just it, I think it speaks volumes just in your actions overall. Which, which brings me to like, like you know kind like my next question, like you know um, as far as like I, I can't remember when it was that you dropped your last album, but it's been a few years. If I'm if I'm correct, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So, so like in, in between all of that time man like i like like how long did it take i guess for the unfold like were you working on the unfolding all that time were you working on the unfolding alongside of doing other ministry were you just doing family things and taking some time off like what what was the life of what was your life like during this during this off time yeah
0: great question bro so the restoration um uh, was released in uh 2012 uh that was the last solo project and then the collective. Project uh, was released by Lant Mode, and that was an album with um, by myself, uh, Zay the Blacksmith, and Stephen the Levite. The three of us are the collective. We made a project uh, in which the proceeds of the album funded a mission trip to Europe. Um, we did oh, that wow. in 2013. Um, but in the midst of all of that, my wife and I were being fruitful and multiplying. Uh, when Restoration came out, um, we had four children. Uh, now we have seven. Um, wow. But the other thing keeping us busy was seminary. In in 2011, I started my program at Westminster Theological Seminary. And, you know, doing that with multiple kids, needing to work um, as much as possible, doing ministry in the church, preaching, teaching, doing outreach, evangelism. Um, it, it stretched the MDiv out to five years here at Westminster. Uh, But the first song that I wrote for the Unfolding Album was actually written about two or three months after the restoration came out. So there's a song on the Unfolding called Image of God. And I wrote that, um, that would have been November or December 2012. And actually, it was an assignment that my biblical counseling professor, Ed Welsh, some of you guys might be familiar with uh, Dr. Welsh's book, uh, When People Are Big and God is Small. I strongly recommend it. He has many other good books, Addictions, Banquet in the Grave, uh, another one called, uh, called uh, talk, talking about shame. Um, but Ed uh, kindly, to my joy, said, Tim, I don't want you to do the final paper in my biblical counseling class here at Westminster. Instead, I want you to make a song I'm familiar with, your music ministry, and he was very encouraging about it. He he had actually been to a concert, and was blessed by uh, the proclamation of Christ through through hip hop. He said, "Wow, make a song. It can be as long as you want it to be. Putting everything you learned from this past semester into a song, and so that's what Image of God is. It's a song summarizing uh, his class human personality, um, and." So then the following summer, when we were in Europe, uh, myself, Zay the Blacksmith, and and uh, Stephen the Levite, my 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 blood brother, believe in Stephen, joined us in in spitting over there. And DJ Essence, uh, who's the owner of Lambo, Josh Wan. We were the ones who went to Europe on this mission trip for a few weeks in June 2013. While I was on the plane and while we were in Poland, I wrote <clears throat> uh, New Creation Offspring. So these were really the influences of my theological training at Westminster because I've been blessed to come to a seminary where you're, you're, you're trained in the biblical languages uh, up front and then you really are given, which really are the tools for diving deep into the depths of the oceans of the glory of Christ and all of scripture. And so as you dive into the word, it's like a scuba diving mission. And as the Lord, by his spirit, and, uh, who gives the grace of illumination, allowing me to, you know, to find gold, nuggets of gold uh, in the oceans of scripture, uh, I was just excited to put it to rhyme. And so, 2014, a handful of the songs were written, you know, in the midst of the MDiv program as well. As at that time, it was my second or third year. Most of the songs were written in 2015 and 2016. Uh, And the album was actually done uh, October 1st, 2016. We mastered it. It was completely finished. Well, it took another year and a half to complete the book. And so it was actually Jason from Lamp Mode, who many of you guys might be familiar with, uh, very gifted um, MC, uh, who has also done some administration at Lamp Mode. He said, Tim, Lamp Mode has been known for making theologically rich, songs and theologically rich albums we want to have a resource that can even outlive a song or an album Tim would you write a book to go with this album w- would you consider writing a book I mean we've written booklets me um, at most you know uh, most Shylin albums and in, in my past albums have a, a booklet an insert that comes with the CD uh, it's in the case and, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 pages, breaking down the theology some, uh, at least giving scripture references. But he said, I, I'm talking about a robust theological resource that can be released with the album. Uh, this is what our listeners would love and be and are hungry for. Would you be willing to do it? Um, and I said, Yes. Uh, but I don't think Jason and, and, and the cat who helps run Lamp Mode, Jermaine Wall, who had a huge hand in, in the Unfolding project, I don't think they knew what they were getting themselves into asking me to write a book. Uh, I didn't know what I was getting myself into because the final product is a 450-page uh, <laughs> uh book. Um, you know, average of about 30 pages per chapter. But basically, wow. it's taking the content that you find in the album and unpacking it and showing the exegetical basis for it, showing it from scripture and and wanting it to be a tool that God's people can use, whether you're a pastor, uh, whether you are in seminary, uh, or whether you're a small group leader, uh, or whether you just want to dig in on your own, uh, or maybe for a Bible class. Um, There's a few uh, Bible college uh, teachers who will be using it, which is very encouraging. And so it really became a way to almost uh, really uh, distill and and break down everything I learned in the Master of Divinity program at Westminster and the beginning half of my THM program in Old Testament here at Westminster. Um, And so that's really what the unfolding book is in relationship to the album. So yes, brother, the last six years, I have been working on the unfolding to answer your question, but that has not been the main priority. The main priority has been uh, family, um, we are blessed to have seven children. We see them not as a burden by the Lord's grace. When we have our, that when we are thinking in line with the mind of Christ, right, um, and not right. like the world who thinks children are a curse. And many times, us Christian parents, in our sinfulness, can can grumble um, uh, about the difficulties of parenting, but we really are convinced from Scripture that children are a means to spread the kingdom. That missions is not just going out uh, of the country or going into the city uh, or or hitting the block with the gospel. Missions is pouring into your children because uh, that's the way scripture thinks about uh, extending the legacy of, of the Lord's glory. I think of Psalm 127, literally in the Hebrew, sons are an inheritance from Yahweh. And so the way that the Lord's glory spreads is through family, And God promises to be faithful to the next generation. He is our God. He's our children's God. Um, And that's how we became Presbyterian. But that's maybe another sermon for another day, Um, (laughs) having a bunch of children in our in our quiver. Um, But but the goal is to pour into them. And so part of the unfolding album and book process was processing these things in family devotions, you know, going through the book of Genesis together and seeing you know, uh, trying to help our kids see how amazing it is that the Lord came to Abraham and promised that through a man who was as good as dead and whose wife was barren, he would make an entire new humanity, uh, with the firstborn son himself being Christ. And and that promises to the nations, to the Gentiles, us. Um, and so just being amazed in the word and, Sharing in family devotions and having my wife's input, she is a huge um, influence in the unfolding project and in, in, in what are the implications of it. What does this mean for cross-cultural ministry? Uh, what does it mean for, you know, the children's uh, Sunday school lessons, you know, Jonah, Noah's Ark, David and Goliath, Daniel and the Lion's Den, they're usually taught in a moralistic way where right, you know right. dare to be a dare to be a daniel kind of like what you were talking about <laughs> right T. right. Carlo. but right. helping kids see wow these are really about the gospel of the lord jesus christ in in faith in him as our savior uh in, in prefiguring christ so that's yeah this project has been in the crock pot for six years <laughs>
1: yeah to put it that yeah way. Hey, it's, a, it's a perfectly done man like i again like like it's it's phenomenal i i have i, I mean i feel it's one of those albums man like you, you you have to sit down and just let it just digest, man. A lot of work went into it, and I think honestly, like I said, it, it's, it's bound to be a classic album. And they're like, oh, like doing a book with that, man. Like I haven't gotten the book yet. Um, I'm definitely looking into getting the book. Um, and, uh, and, it's, and it's crazy. Like as you were talking about it, I was thinking like, okay, I could probably use this as a as a teaching tool. And you said that like, people are already on that, you know, with their books. So man, like you know, kind of I look forward to diving into that uh, and, and uh, just getting deeper into these things, man. So thank God for the work that you're doing. Uh, one of the questions I I always ask everybody who comes on, man, you know, just, like just a genuine question to ask, like. Uh, Are you listening? Who? What are you listening to these days musically, um, or who are some of your biggest influences? Whichever way you want to go with that, like what's on your playlist? Um, Who do you think people should be checking for and listening to these days, as far as uh, as far as music?
0: Yeah, great, great question, man. You know, my favorite artist uh, to listen to is Fernando Ortega. Uh, Fernando Ortega uh, sings uh, hymns. And and worship songs to the Lord. I'm just so blessed by Fernando. He's he's not a, a, a he's, it's not hip hop. um So to be honest, he's yes. who's on my playlist. I, I'm i always listening to Shy Lin. I can't get enough of, of Brother Shy. Uh, my my own brother Steve Brindle. One of my favorite MCs is Zay the Blacksmith. Um, yeah, I really enjoy Zay. Zay. Zay's so cool. and it's,
1: cause I, he and I we we talking like it's been a while. I need to check with him, but uh. He's so cool and it's funny because like my kids, like you know, like when they listen to him, they always call him the angry rapper. And then like like <laughs> they think he's like they think he's angry. You know, there's so a one day he reached out to me and like, said, Hey bro, this is the an angry rapper and I was like, Oh snap like that's a blacksmith. Funny. Yeah. It's funny
0: though, man, he is one of the most gentle, humble, meek, kind brothers you'd ever meet. He yeah, he, he has that appearance. And that's what's so amazing about the gospel is they'll take a cat like Zay um, and transform him. And if you didn't know Zay, you might think, uh, this is a rugged cat, bro. Zay the blacksmith came through to Children's Hospital at one in the morning on Sunday night to pick up my son because I was in the emergency room with my, my infant, my other son was with me. We were, my infant was admitted into the hospital say I was like, who can I call at this hour to come and pick up my son since my older son isn't allowed to spend the night here at the hospital? Sure enough, Zay the blacksmith awoke him out of bed and he was there in 10, 15 minutes. Uh, he's he's a, a real ninja, like he talked about in the joint. Huh? This yeah. is from my ninjas years ago. But yeah, yeah, other people listening to can't get enough of beautiful eulogy. I love uh, Jackie Hill Perry. Jackie Hill is killing it. Um, yeah joined
1: the fire yeah I can't
0: wait to check it out I, um, yeah I was just giving it I love Esso, um, uh, Esso from lamp mode uh, Stephen the Levite has always been a favorite Hazakim um, so you know good someone might criticize hey how come you just listen to people inside your camp? I don't know who um, you know. So I guess good.
1: you I are. I mean, what, you, it's like you, you it's, are what you eat, <laughs> you're right? I mean, plus, like, it's like you know them. I mean, it's like I, I, I totally dig that. So there's, there's nothing wrong with that, And, you know. And, and, and everybody you've named, as far as I'm concerned, of, like ones that I'm just doing legit. I mean, we just had Hiza came on here, and uh, Stevens. Uh, you know, episode has just been, uh, it's just been released today. You know, what I mean, and, and honestly, like, man, Dang all three of these conversations with you guys, man, you, you can tell that you know, birds of a feather flock together. You know, you can just you, you can just hear it, man. Um, real quick, before we get out of here, I always give uh, you know the, the guests an opportunity to tell people uh, where they can find your music or how they can you know get in contact, whatever it is that you want the people that know about you to uh, you know to, to reach out to you or to get a hold of the work that you've been putting out there. You can go ahead. This is your time to to go ahead and, re- and release those links.
0: Thanks so much,
1: T Barlow. Yes, you could go to
0: LampMode.com uh is uh, the best place to purchase the unfolding book and album. You can buy them separately or you can buy them as a package and get a discount. You could buy the physical copies or the digital copies or both. Um, and I pray it'd be useful for you in your own walk with the Lord and in ministry. And also, um, I'm excited to, to come and uh, spit and speak and preach uh, at conferences, uh, concerts, uh, youth groups. And so I'm I'm open uh, to do uh, ministry. So you can definitely get in touch with me through Lamp Mode. There's a way to contact us on Lamp Mode's website if you're interested in doing that. Uh, so I appreciate it. But it's been a blessing to be on the Bars podcast with you, T. Barlow. And it's fitting because it's T. Barlow. T. Yeah,
1: yeah, got, yeah, bar, yeah. you got got Bar in your name. Yeah, man. Biblical and Reformed <laughs> in your name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i, I got to figure out something else for the last few letters, and then we can have a like, nice little acronym going.
2: Uh, but exactly. Up now,
1: <laughs> you folks have been listening to the wisdom of God through the person and brother of Christ, Timothy Brindle. Uh, this is your host, T. Barlow. Again, you can always find us on Facebook, The Bar Podcast, uh, that's the page. Go there, like the page, follow us. Uh, be on the lookout for Dwayne. He always, he's always interviewing some awesome teachers by the likes of uh, uh, Steve Lawson uh, or, or or even uh, Todd Prill. I mean, just be on the lookout for him. And even the the, the local pastor spotlights. Uh, also, be sure to check out the other shows like Just Thinking uh, with Virgil and Daryl. Uh, those two brothers are always coming hard with the Bible. Uh, with a biblical perspective in light of current events and worldviews and so forth. Um, Also, um, check out the page that started it all, Be Not to See. That's the page where we we take false doctrine, kind of expose it, talk about it, tell you why you probably shouldn't follow that particular teacher that might be your favorite teacher, and just hold it all in light of scripture. Uh, You can find me on Facebook, T. Damaris Barlow, on Facebook, that's T space D-E-I-M-A-R-I-S space Barlow on facebook and you find me on facebook you'll probably be able to find me on instagram and twitter and all that other jazz um again man you guys stay tuned we're going to be featuring one of timothy Brendel's songs and get your notebooks ready take notes because i'm guaranteed you're about to get fed something theologically heavy and till next time folks grace and peace y'all be good
3: inside the scriptures where we will define God's kingdom it's his rule and reign in wide dominion from all times beginning Genesis 1 God the king rules over all verse 16 for rule the Hebrew word used is mashal yeah. see his kingdom order heavenly lights rule day and night but over birds beasts and the fish of water yeah. God makes man in his image and the distinction is this he hands him dominion and commands him his mission yes. to rule over the land and animals mentioned by expansion, extension advance in his kingdom right. through his grandsons and kinsmen the tree of life stands for the reward of life God will grant him and give we'll him He called to create a king who made all things Made Adam his vice king, king. and the earth He gave to him right. In his image he made a man That's to reign like him king. Meaning to love righteousness and hate all sin yeah. Hence the other tree to distinguish Good from evil and extinguish Anything that looks deceitful uh-huh. Cause as Yahweh separated light from dark King Adam was to discern and be Wise and all As God finished his work on day 7 he blessed it Sat down on a Sabbath throne in heaven He rested yeah. thus of Adam obey the test. Yeah. Then he'll sit on the Sabbath throne of glory rest And creation will be transformed and blessed How now is he ruled by sin in the cords of death? Uh. You should have put every one of the beasts under your feet Including the serpent who comes in deceit Come You should have bruised and cursed him and removed the serpent But you choose to serve him, now he rules as your king uh. And since you're forfeited to govern the kingdom but The son, son of Adam, son of man, man. will recover dominion yeah. The kingdom of God is heaven breaking in since the fall to abolish the reign of sin to advance creation to its greater end. All praise to the son of Adam, son of David King. The kingdom of God is heaven breaking in. Since the fall to abolish the reign of sin. To advance creation to its greater end. All praise to the son of Adam, son of David King. Then in the beginning, pagers with sins, brutal entrance. Death, Satan's sin is reigning. Now we see there is two kingdoms. God's saving rule over his covenant people and Satan's slavish rule over those governed by evil. Cause we see the word mashal to rule again Genesis 4 became but now sin is ruling him. True. You see this crucial thing chapter 17 God promises through Abraham will come those who, who are kings yeah. so it's clear through Abraham's family tree God will bring about a saving reign for humanity. Right. On two passages we have to gaze about a son of Adam's reign that'll happen in the latter days. Yeah. First Jacob says the scepter won't depart from Judah so this specific tribe set apart as ruler. Then Balaam in Numbers 24 said a scepter from Israel Will crush the enemy's forehead. He will suffer them be glorified. It's foreshadowed by Joseph, working mighty acts of judgment, patterned by the staff of Moses. Kingdom precious laws, expressed in the Decalogue. Blessings fall, lift their cap, lest you get his after-rage. In the book of Deuteronomy, in chapter 17, the Lord gives a standard for the man that he will bless his king. He'll keep the law in his heart, that's a raw. He will guard, he won't be hardy like Saul. He'll be in awe of his God. Joshua's a ruler figure, leading a kingdom of priests, carrying God's throne on dry ground through the river to drive out the brood of sinners from the land God promised them so Joshua's slaughtering idolaters they conquered them cause these gentile kingdoms are the embodiment of the demonic bringing the ark of the covenant and this is symbolizing that the kingdom of God is judging them these counterfeit kingdoms now have an ending surrounded by the thousands of rowdy shouts that's against them cause his judgment reserved for the end of time intrudes into history by his set design now we should discuss this Israel needs a wise human king that's the point of the book of Judges, cause without a king who's discerning good from evil, yeah. to idols they turn as perverted, crooked people. True. So David's God's choice is king, anointed twice privately, then publicly, to his greatest son that points to him. Yeah. Saul he sees himself as a second Adam, with the majestic one, David's impressed when asked him. who is man that you're mindful of him, or the son of Adam that you assign as a king? Verse 6 in the English, Mashal is used, he says you call him to rule because he's given dominion, thus the Judah rulers him, yeah. only David David could dispossess and remove Jebusites from Jerusalem, it's the kingdom city. If the kingdoms are submitting, David gives them pity or they're smitten really quickly. Though Solomon had a kingdom of peace, he's subdued by the dominion of sin and the slippery beast. He couldn't line up to his own kingly wisdom in Proverbs because sin's throne is within men. Though Solomon's kingdom and fame extends, he and his sons couldn't put an end to the reign of sin. The exile, David's royal lines dethrone, but God's faithfulness will in time be shown. Because Yahweh's covenant love won't be severed He promised David's son must sit on his throne forever cool. Psalm 89, God will not lie to David yeah. no send the Lion of Judah to die and then raise him The kingdom of God is heaven breaking in Since the fall to abolish the reign of sin To advance creation to its greater end All praise to the son of Adam, son of David, king the kingdom of God is heaven breaking in since the fall to abolish the reign of sin to advance creation to its greater end all praise to the son of Adam son of David King the kingdom of God an Old Testament concept which was promised of old and stressed by the prophets the end time kingdom would bring in the day of the Lord to save his people and his foes get slain with the sword in this two ages this age and the age to come but the age to come has two phases in the first phase has begun because the heavenly order is the kingdom proclaimed by the sun The kingdom of heaven's already breaking through To end the rule of death and Satan enslaving you Cause whether through jewelry or pearls Or the beauty of a girl Satan reigns as the ruler of this world Preach. So in the gospel of Mark The ministry of the son of God Has at start with this awesome remark uh-huh. The time is fulfilled, his kingdom's at hand Cause in the wilderness he overthrew The king over man Thus the kingdom arrived because the king had arrived And its inauguration was evidenced by his signs. Think it's only future you're wrong, dude. Demons cast out by the spirit proves his, his kingdoms, kingdoms come upon you. Bring yeah. heaven's assault to subject the revolt of Satan that affected us all and rescue our souls. Yeah. It's satanic to throw it by ransoms atonement. Hence the strong man's bound by a stronger man now. I have got a lot to say about the Basileia. It's about the will of the Father, hence his awesome prayer. But his kingdom far surpasses expectations to just rescue from Rome's
2: oppressive nation. More than restoration and reclamation of what King Adam lost
3: his and death, and Satan. True. But rather the last Adam advances this recreation unto its heavenly destination. Through him all his brethren risen, Solomon expended wisdom. He received all honor from the Father at ascension, given, resurrected to extend dominion through his blessed kinsmen, poured his spirit out upon them. Now we spread his temple kingdom. Glory. The resurrected Lord indeed. And Matthew 28 says all authority is restored to me. So Jesus reigns now. But you say how? His kingdom spreads through his suffering church and great trials. Oh, reigns expressed through the church, the gates of hell can't prevail Cause the power of his resurrection exerts yeah. Soon we'll from our works And sit with him on his Sabbath glory throne When he brings heaven to earth This Psalm 72 king will save the poor With grace galore David's son is really David's lord I don't know. Yeah. who's ever heard of an all-compassionate potentate Who calls his royal children to cry out at his throne of grace yeah. No, to the Christian living in enslavement to porn know that overuse sin doesn't wane anymore uh-huh. Cause through your union with Christ You're raised with the Lord uh-huh. There's been a breach within a deep change at the core Deep within your inner being, spirit of the king is seated Jesus is your priest-king who's continually interceding No longer slaves to sin and through faith within in him Transfer from Satan's reign to his new creation, kingdom yeah. But not yet in the full bliss of its wholeness Come, Lord Jesus, bring your kingdom in its fullness We await the full bliss of its wholeness Come, Lord Jesus, bring your kingdom in its fullness oh, yeah. The kingdom of God is a saving rule Through King Jesus, whose reign is true Sin, death, and Satan, he'll subdue Right now all things are being made as stool The kingdom of God is a saving rule Through King Jesus, whose reign is true Sin, death, and Satan, he'll straight subdue Right now all things are being made as stool The kingdom of God is heaven breaking in Since the fall to abolish the reign of sin To advance creation to its greater end All praise to the son of Adam, son of David King The kingdom of God is heaven breaking in the fall to abolish the reign of sin to advance creation to its
2: greater end all praise to the son of adam son of david king what's up bar listeners is finally here the bar exclusive content Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as two dollars a week or five dollars a month, fifty dollars for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them, and like the green moon setting, laid back. Them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear. and many, many more. Make sure you sign up. The link's in the show notes. Join the VIP Inside the Bar group, and we'll see you there.